and we are back with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Bavona, joined alongside Andrew Johnson. And Andrew, a crazy divisional series that we just had in both the American League and the National League. ALDS just wrapped up actually just a couple hours ago with the Yankees and Guardians Game 5. We'll get into that a little bit later, but some crazy upsets that we've had and what has been an unpredictable MLB postseason so far. You know, Nick, they say that October is just one big invitation. All teams are equal come October. Yeah. And it's just trying to see if you can make it to or get invited to have an opportunity to play for the World Series. And that's definitely living up to its name right now. You have the title contenders, favorites, just go down in complete smoke right now. Teams that were favorites the entire year and then had an epic collapse in September and August. Then just get eliminated round one. It's been an absolute shit show this postseason so far, and I don't think baseball fans will want it any other way. And I mean, you said it, and you you had these big time teams, you know, being favorites going into the postseason, and the two biggest ones were in the National League, and we'll get to one of them. Let's start off with the Atlanta Braves, the defending World Series champions, you know, storming the way back to win the NL East, taking it away from the New York Mets. Facing the Philadelphia Phillies, who are coming off a great, you know, two-game sweep over the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, we all picked the Cardinals to win that series, so we got to give the Phillies some credit. They were able to move on to take on these Braves. And, I mean, I don't even know what to say. The Phillies stunning the world. Not only did they beat the Braves, they beat them in four games. That they was take a the German sweep. Like they, they unbelievable start for them. They win game one, holding on barely to win seven to six. They do lose game two, three nothing, but then you you saw the Phillies just say, you know what, we're going back into Citizens Bank. It's our first home game since tw- I believe it was twenty eleven was the last time they were back at back in the playoffs at home. They route them in game three, nine to one, and then you have Saturday come up and they get another strong performance from their pitching. They went eight to three. They knock out the defending world champion Braves in four games. They now go on to the NLCS and are four wins away from going to the World Series. And this is a team that was almost that almost missed the playoffs in the last week of the season, was barely able to hold on to the last wild card spot. And yet here they are now four wins away from winning the pennant. And it's so great because it's not just Bryce Harper and uh, it's not just Bryce Harper and friends. It's really the entire team that's lifting their weight right now. Yeah. They even have guys that they traded for like Brandon Marsh. Who yeah, they didn't think Brandon Marsh is gonna be a player in October, but here he is certainly, in a closeout game. The Angels didn't in a closeout game, bottom of the second, hitting that three-run homer, just an absolute statement. And I, I, that was it for Atlanta. I think that was it when Brandon Marsh hit that home run early yeah. in the game. That was it. Yeah, I mean, game four. I mean, you're putting all your chips to the table and praying you can force a game five. And Brandon Marsh hits a three-run homer to basically, you know, silence all the doubters and say to the Braves. Hey, listen, this isn't a fluke. We're here to win this series and move on to the NLCS. I mean, like you said, this wasn't Bryce Harper and friends. This was Bryce Harper and a lot of other big contributions. How about guys like Nick Castellanos, who was the MVP of game number one? Monster game from him offensively and defensively. How about their pitching? They got great contributions out of guys like Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nola was amazing. Ranger Suarez, we saw him pitch really well as well. And they were able to, you know, and also, let's also not forget Reese Hoskins. He had an unbelievable home run against Spencer Strider in game number three. And that was a moonshot that also silenced the Braves because the series was tied at one. 
that one home run silenced Atlanta, and they were not able to recover back. And hats off to the Phillies. Like I said, four wins away from winning the pennant. I will say Atlanta deserved to lose this game, and they deserved to lose it because they started Charlie Morton in game four. In game four. That was yeah, – Charlie I, Morton was a guy who in maybe in the middle of August, he was looking like he was passable. He was maybe looking like, okay, he was passable. But it was well, absolutely he, – he had one of the worst closeouts to a season I have ever seen from a starting pitcher. Well, you got to remember, look at the Braves, the Phillies pitching. Oh, not the Phillies. I'm sorry. The Braves, you know, rotation-wise going into the series. I mean, you were hoping to get some big contributions out of Max Freed. He has a horrible, really, a realistically a horrible game one. Didn't give the Braves enough innings and gave up a lot of runs. They got a great game number two out of Kyle Wright. He pitches an unbelievable game and outduels a guy like Zach Wheeler. Then you have Spencer Strider, who's been really good for them all season. He gets shelled by that Philly offense. And then, yeah, you're hoping Charlie Morton, because you got to remember, Charlie Morton is an experienced veteran that has playoff experience. So you're hoping that that playoff experience would rub off. Does not. He gets injured. They are now able to recover, and they fall in this game. They're now out after a a 101-win season. They are the second team to win 100 games and get eliminated, but they certainly are not the last, Johnson, as it's evident at, as our uh, next series we talk about. Oh, man. Are we going to get into that right now? I think we have to. All right. Let's talk about that Padres and Dodgers series. Now, I had said I like the Padres coming in here. I thought You did. 32 game or a 32 series. They got the gentleman sweep. I did not expect San Diego to come out this hot. Um uh, Complete team effort from top to bottom, and it seems they're bringing back. And Los Angeles, despite losing another season where they have pretty much the super team, they have it's like the Justice League of baseball right now, where they have all these top guys, and they don't care how much they're paying to maintain all these contracts. Their pitching staff, top to bottom, is the best in the league. Their bats are the best in the league. They win 100-plus games again, and they lose in the big moments, and they keep bring back Dave Roberts. I don't know what Los Angeles is thinking about doing, but I think the baseball world is going to, I guess, rejoice because hey, as long as they keep Dave Roberts around, they're not doing anything. They have a Mickey Mouse COVID ring, and that's about it. I mean, yeah, this is another season where the Dodgers had so much expectations. They win 111 games, most of franchise history, and you're right. They're the favorite to win the World Series. Let's just face facts. If you had to pick some team going into the playoffs, you're automatically picking the Dodgers as your favorite. But you got to give this team, this Padres team's credit. This is why they traded for guys like Josh Hader and Juan Soto to, you know, put them in a position to potentially compete with the Dodgers in the playoffs to get past them and move on. And that's exactly what they did. They lose game one of the series, but they get some monster, you know, monster pitching contributions out of their rotation. You Darvish set the tone in game number two holding the Dodgers to just three runs. They win that game 5-3. to three. Then you move on to the rest of the series, and this is also a great factor. Their bullpen was amazing for them this series. Guys like Josh Hader, who were really bad at going into the playoffs, he was unbelievable in this series against Los Angeles. A couple big saves for them. You have game number three in which you see Trent Christian again have another monster hit in this postseason. Considering how Christian was in the regular season, he's had an unbelievable postseason run for San Diego. They get Blake Snell. He gets revenge on the Dodgers from that World Series. Pitches a monster game three. 
And then you had game four happen this past Saturday in which, you know, the the Padres are able to come back from a 3-0 deficit. They score five unanswered runs in the seventh inning. And what did I say, Johnson, when we were talking about the Padres in that wild card series? I said, if the Padres want to make a run, there's one guy that I think could be a really big contributor to this team that is going to be a sleeper for them to potentially make a run. That's Jake Cronenworth. And Cronenworth has the big RBI hit to give the Padres the lead. They hold on to that lead and win it 5-3 to three in Game 4. They win the series three games to one. Like you said, the reverse gentleman sweep. They now take on the Philadelphia Phillies in the NLCS. And what I'm sure everyone had is their NLCS preview. Uh, definitely not in the beginning of a year. And no one in their right mind would have picked Philadelphia and San Diego. Two fledgling franchises looking to be relevant this year. Just to be relevant, not even to be contenders. But this is October baseball. And one of them are going to punch for a ticket to the World Series. And Juan Soto paying dividends. Juan Soto was the guy that tied the game for him in Game 4. When we were watching that game live, and we could have sworn that was going to be it, it was the, I believe, bottom of the seventh. Dodgers are up 3-0. Okay, if the Dodgers squeak this out, they're going to go back home, and they're going to go finish business. That Really, the Padres were dead men walking, and then the, seventh, the bottom of the seventh happened, and it was history from there. Yeah, and it's very, very imperative that they won that game because, let's face facts, they lose that game and go back to L.A. for Game 5. I'm not sure they win that series if they have to go back to Los Angeles to win. No, but I don't think they would have won at all. I think they would have... Los Angeles has a very, very strong fan base. They would have come out in numbers. It would have been loud. It would have been rowdy. They wouldn't have gotten any... uh be very restless. You'd have butterflies in your stomach. Your hair on your skin would be standing up. It wouldn't have been a good, uh, a good feel... It wouldn't have been good for uh, for San Diego. I really would have bet against them that game, but they clutched up in the bottom of the seventh, and now they're playing Philadelphia right now in the NLCS. So hats off to both uh, Philadelphia and hats off to San Diego, really overcoming the odds right now. Uh, truly, this is the hardest road. They, I think San Diego might be the favorites to win the World Series right now. And they, cause they really? Just, they just topped. I mean, I'm not going to say. I think we'll get into our picks later, but San Diego just knocked off a uh, 100-plus win Mets team and a 110-plus uh, win uh, Dodgers team. Yeah. That's not, sure. that's not hard to do. No, that's it's, not easy to do. That's yeah, a very, no, it's very hard task. Very great job by Bob Melvin. I mean, if there is certainly a manager in the MLB that deserves to be on a run like this, it's certainly Bob Melvin having to go through all those years with the Oakland Athletics. Now he's four wins away from a pennant and getting his team to the World Series. So hats off to him and you know, hats off to the Padres for making these moves to get them in a position to potentially win the NLCS and get to the World Series. Yeah, it's definitely going to be really interesting, and I can't wait to see how this actually plays out. But let's go into the American League now, and let's recap those past uh, these past two series of the divisional series. Yeah, I mean, let's start off with the Mariners and the Astros, because it just a heartbreaking series for Seattle. They finally get back into the playoffs. They're able to knock off the Toronto Blue Jays to get to this point. And let's face facts. There were multiple times in this series where the Mariners could have easily won a game and they could have they could have won this series and been in the ALCS. You go back to that game on Tuesday last week. Let's just they they have a 7-3 lead. They're cruising. Then Alex Bregman hits a home run in the eighth inning, make it seven to five. Then the ninth inning happens. Mariners are in danger. It's first and second, two outs. Jordan Alvarez is up to the plate. Jordan had already been, you know. Hurting them in this game earlier on. 
Mariners go to. Yeah, you're right. They should have pitched around him the entire series, to be honest, because, you know, they bring in a guy like Robbie Ray, who coming into the season, they paid a lot of money. The Cy Young award winner from last season from the Toronto Blue Jays, they paid him a lot of money. They call for him out of the bullpen to face, you know, Jordan Alvarez in the lefty-lefty matchup. And you saw it, Johnson. He throws a meatball right down the middle, and Jordan smacks it for a walk-off three-run homer. They win game one. Then they really much set the tone from that game one. They were able to take the next two games. They sweep the Mariners, and that includes that marathon in game number three in which they won, I believe it was in the 18th inning, one to nothing on a Jeremy Pena home run. Heartbreaking for Seattle because, like, like I said, they led every game besides game three at one point. They just were not able to stop these Houston Astro bats. Yeah, uh, Houston became the first team ever to win the uh, divisional series four nothing. Got to give them credits. Uh, Three nothing. Four nothing. What do you mean four nothing? How many innings did they play in the game, Ferry? <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I they played. You. They played a. They played I, I got you. I got you now. They played a double you're header. Right, on you're right. Uh, you're right. On game three, it went, it went past my. It went past my head. I'll. I'll give you that. But yeah, I guess hats off to Houston. They will be playing. Uh, they were probably going on to win the. Uh, championship series because the MLB is moronic and they don't know how to schedule games and Rob Manfred hates baseball. Oh, man. Yeah. And, uh, MLB hates baseball and they hate fans. And Rob Manfred like definitely hates baseball. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a whole other story. We'll get into the uh, the American League series now, the other American League uh, divisional series between the Yankees and Cleveland, which just wrapped up today. Definitely and- a streamer. Definitely a screamer. Well, it's funny because you bring up that whole thing with the MLB. Let's let's remember this, Johnson. This series started last Tuesday on October 11th. It just ended today, and it's not because it went to Game 5. It's because of there was two rainouts in between because of how badly scheduled this was. But let's not get into that because I'm already annoyed with the MLB about it. Let's go into the series for a Yankee fan. As you recall, I said that this series could go to, to five games. I think Cleveland... Is was that good of a team, and they proved it in this series. Now, the nature that they did to get there, not necessarily was good. Very Let's, unconventional, to say the least. A lot of blue pits, and we saw in game number three, Aaron Boone pretty much lost that game for the Yankees with his managing of the bullpen. We know that for a fact. It is what it is. They lose that game. Now, they go into game four, trailing two games to one. You send out Garrett Cole, who had a big-time game one performance, you send him out for a big game four in which the Yankees, it's winner, you go home. And Garrett Cole, I don't care what you know people are saying about how much money they've given him. He has proven to be worth every penny so far with this series performance that he's had. Two huge starts for the Yankees to not only put them up one game to nothing in the series, but then to tie this series of two games to two to force that game five, which just wrapped up tonight. Cole was a huge... Big, probably the biggest reason why the Yankees are able to win this series in five games as they beat the Guardians today by the final score of five to one. They got a good, strong outing from Nestor Cortez, who was on three days rest. He pitches, you know, five solid innings. Yankees bullpen did their part. You got good contributions out of John Luizaga, as we like to call him, Jonathan Lasagna. You know, we saw Clay Holmes do his work. And, you know, as much as I've given him crap, Juan Peralta, great performance by him. He's the first MLB pitcher to pitch in each game of the Divisional Series, pitching 
all five games of this series, which is crazy to think about. But with the rainouts and stuff, he was able to do so. Wandy did his job, and the Yankees, despite the scare from the Guardians, are able to win this series. And now they have a you know a short rest as they have to go to Houston tomorrow to start the ALCS with the Astros. I will say one thing, or a couple different things, about the Yankee pitching. If you are a Yankee fan for the last couple of years, the pitchers redeemed themselves this series. Absolutely. Uh, Garrett Cole was had a huge question mark. Oh, can he actually perform in the postseason? You see him get shelled by Boston before. And he comes out, throws 110 pitches, masterclass, and the next day he shows up saying, I am yeah. ready to pitch, and he was warming up today. He was warming up in the ninth inning today. With There was two outs and two runners on. He was ready to pitch again. That's what you love to see out of your ace. You don't want to turn. You don't want to run him too hard. You don't no. want to run the fact that he's willing to go out there after pitching 110 the previous day does say a lot. And Nestor Cortez, even though he had a very bad start to this series, yeah. definitely redeemed himself. It was today. A, he he wasn't he was all right in game two. Obviously, the home run of Bizarre wasn't that great, but I wouldn't say he was bad. I'd say he was he, he was, was mediocre. He was he mediocre. Was, he, he was all right. He was all right. He definitely redeemed himself today. I mean, uh. You needed him. He was on limited rest, or I guess the bare minimum you could possibly yep. go for between pitching. He came out today and he did a great job, and he did it in minimal. He kept his pitch count low, which is perfect. He, he was out there, I believe, six innings today, or he pitched five innings for the Yankees. Five innings for the Yankees had about sixty-three pitches or so. Did exactly what he had to do, and now he can rest up, probably even play in game two. He's or going games. to probably pitch in game four. Because you think Garrett Cole is good pitching game three. So, so what? So no, and I even I think Garrett Cole is not going to pitch till game three. For yes, because yes. James Atayon is going to pitch game one. Now he was originally the starter for game five, but with the rain out, they were able to you know, you know, use Nestor Cortez on three days rest. Now, obviously, the Guardians could have done the same thing with Shane Bieber. They did not do that. They went to Aaron Savale. That did not pay off for them in the end. Um, now it's going to be Tyon in game one against Houston. I believe they'll go to Severino for game two, and then it'll be Cole and Nestor for games three and four. That's how I think the series is going to go, but it's going to depend on how Aaron Boone wants to manage that. Well, it seems like we're in the previews already, so let's talk about Astros, uh, New York Yankees. Let's talk about it. Let me get your uh, your takes, your predictions. Obviously, I think we're in agreement that the, I do not li- like the Yankees in the slightest. I'm not a Yankee fan, but they definitely got screwed by the scheduling. They definitely got screwed by Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred continually rewards a cheating franchise in the Houston Astros, giving them breaks, not suspending them, and now they're getting this garbage right here. I think this is an assault. Johnson, on... you go ahead. I'm, I'm going to five head this. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the, my time to you. I'm going to five head it because you know damn well. Let's look. Let's look at what I've predicted correctly this postseason. I picked the Guardians to beat Tampa. I got right. every other wild card series wrong. Uh huh. Then I picked the Yankees and Guardians to go to five and the Yankees winning. I got uh-huh. that right. I didn't get the Dodgers right. I didn't get the Braves right. And I did it. And I got the Astros right. So we so I've gotten three correct things in the in the in the playoffs. I'm gonna pick Houston just to just to potentially mush them so that the Yankees can move on to the World Series. Interesting. Interesting. So I'm, I'm also I'll take going- in the Astros in six. I'm also going to pick Yankees. the Astros. I'm going to pick the Astros in seven. They were my World Series pick to begin with. Uh, I hope that Justin Verlander collapses. I hope Jose Altuve collapses. I oh, hope I'm that, wide with you. 
You're I, a, hope, I really you're hope speaking to a Yankee fan and all of them. You're you, that's that's what we want to hear. I cannot stand egregious cheating. I don't care if they don't do it anymore. You're still you're branded that way for life. Uh, once a cheater, always a cheater. That was not the first time. They, listen, they could be cheating again in a different way right now, just because. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady would know, right? Uh, Tom Brady never cheated. They is left. I I had to throw that. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. You're throwing me off my Astros <laughs> schedule right now, and I throwing me off my game. I, I had to, I, ha- I had to take the chance. It, it, it was it was there for the taking. But yeah, the most the worst scandal in baseball in over a hundred years. Probably going, but oh god, it just the and Black Sox, just, Pete Rose. But even though you appreciate no, Pete, Pete Rose, Pete, Pete Rose did nothing wrong. He was frankly <laughs> the baseball writers America, the Baseball Writers Association of America is a bunch of cowards, and they don't know how to get anything right. Uh, Sockman, um, bloody Sockman, Kurt Schilling's all should be in the Hall of Fame. Dis- no, story. disgusting. No, absolutely, you don't like him because he's, he's in Boston. I don't disgusting. Right uh, no, no, no. Anyways. Uh, Astros, big, sad, red mark on society. I hope the stadium implodes, and I hope the team gets swallowed whole. So you're pretty much rooting for for anyone in the NL. Or, Uh, now, that's a question I have for you. If the Phillies were to play the Astros, who do you root for? uh, I don't watch baseball. (laughs) If you had to pick one. I'm taking the Astros because if another NL East team wins, I'm going to kill myself. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. If I see Washington... If I see, Atlanta, see Washington and, Atlanta. and then I see now Philadelphia all win a pennant, uh, win a World Series title, I'm going to die. Yeah. And Mets, fa- Mets fans won't be far behind you either. I think it'd be worse for a Mets fan because they have expectations. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I don't want to see Philadelphia win. I would just hope that kind of the stadium implodes. That's fair. So we're pretty much in agreement with the Astros. Obviously, I'm trying to potentially – Help the Yankees out in my sense because I have not really been good this MLB postseason when it comes to predictions. So we'll see how that goes. Now you get to the other part of the series with the Phillies and the Padres. Obviously, game one is currently going on. The Phillies do have a 2 0 lead. I want to bring up something, Johnson, by the way. They've had two home runs in this game one from Bryce Harper, second one from Kyle Schwarber just happened a couple minutes ago. And Kyle Schwarber's home run went 488 feet. I, I think that's the longest. Uh, ever recorded home run in Petco Park. I Shout believe so, too. That. Send me that halfway through this. And they're also getting phenomenal pitcher right out from Zach Wheeler. He's throwing a one-hit shutout through six innings, seven strikeouts. He's been unbelievable. Like I said, he's been a huge, huge factor for the Phillies making this run. And I know Mets fans don't want to hear it, but Wheeler has been top-notch for this Phillies rotation the last couple of years. Yeah, it's maybe like you Darvish is having a bad night. He has uh, he's only got three hits and two earned runs on yeah. seven strikes. He's pitching a great he's game. Not, he's just giving up two gonna, home runs. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen sometimes when you play baseball. they got all those power bats. You know, Schwarber had, I think, 46 home runs on the year. You still have to pitch around to Harper and Castellanos. Yeah. He Harper hit a home run. If not for uh, Judge, have, Schwarber would have led the league in home runs. Yeah, like it's definitely an even guys like Reese Hawkins and Al Baum. You, 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 you can't pitch around them. There's so many bats on this team where eventually someone's going to catch you and then you have probably one of the best if not the best catcher in baseball and JT Remilto on that team there's too much to pitch around I mean I think you Darvish in a first game of the series did a good job just giving up those two home runs but hey that's going to happen sometimes so at the end of the day I know it's two other Phillies right now obviously there's still a lot of time left in this game going into the top of the seventh we won't let that impact what our pick is going to be for that series but 
let's let me hear Johnson. What do you think? Who is going to win the NLCS and move on to the World Series? Well, I said previously I thought the Mets it was going to be Mets Astros. I am going to stick with that theme in the spirit of the Padres beat the Mets, and I think the Mets would have beat the Dodgers. So I think the Padres are going to end up beating the Phillies. So I'm going to take the Padres. You're going to take the Padres, okay? I'm going to take the Padres in seven. Padres in seven, okay? <sighs> I'm not going to let this imp- this game imp- game one impact me. I was. There's just been something about these last couple of years with these teams making these weird runs to make it to the World Series and even win it sometimes. And the Phillies right now, they seem like that team. I- I'm going to take the Phillies in six games. I think okay. they win game six at home. I think it's at home, right? Yep. I forget how this, the MLB playoff. No, no, that'd be in San Diego. It's 2-3-2. No, is, is it 2-3-2? Two, two? It's 2-3-2. Two, yeah, so that would be uh, no game six would be uh it would, yeah, would be, be in it, it was that's what I'm saying. I thought I I originally thought that Philadelphia was gonna be home. Yeah, no. So I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna say Phillies and six. Now, I'm not gonna be opposed if they lose, and I'm just you know Jake's done because I really don't want to see Phil. I don't want to see another Philadelphia championship after what the Eagles did. I mean, so, we might live in a world where the soup the Eagles might be in the Super Bowl. Where- I know. Oh boy, I know. This, the Sixers might make the I NBA know. championship and go into the please. I can't do. I can't deal with the dude. This this may be no. I this can't may do be it. very bad. Yeah. This this is why I'm gonna pick the Phillies, and I'm hoping that it works like how I did with the Astros, in which I just you know jinx both of those teams, and I'm and it's gonna be the other teams winning it. So I'm trying to do everyone a, a solid here, but I can't. You know. I, I can't tell if it's going to work or not. So let's all have our fingers crossed and hope it works. And hope it works. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I don't know who's exactly going to win. I don't have a crystal ball, but I'm going to take the Padres in seven. I think they're the hotter team. I mean, I can't even say they're the hotter team. I think both teams are equally They're, right, they're both right hot, yeah. Equally as hot. Uh, I think the pitching is good on both sides. It's going to be a nail-biter. And I, think, I think, yeah. I'm going to stick with my prediction only because I thought the Mets were going to make it and the Padres. I thought the Mets would have beaten the Dodgers and the Padres have been that team so far. So I'm going to stick with the Padres. That's fair. And yeah, I mean, like you said, both pitching has been really good. I mean, there's maybe a slider edge to San Diego because it looks like they have the better bullpen at the end of the day. But like I said, I'll try to do everyone the salad, just pick, <laughs> pick the Phillies so that potentially they can lose. So we'll have to see. But that is going to do it for our MLB playoff update here on the All Gas No Breaks Sports Show. Obviously, you know, a crazy NLDS. NLCS, I'm sure, will be even crazier as we approach the World Series almost near us. But make sure to tune in for our final part of our conversation as we preview this upcoming NBA season. Who will make the playoffs? Who's going to be the MVP? And at the end of the day, what is going to be our NBA Finals prediction? Once again, I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Pavona, joined alongside Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show.